Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 283 of DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and I am so excited for this very special episode as we are going to take you down to Orlando, down to Walt Disney World, into the Magic Kingdom, and we're going to send you on a Tron preview as Mike and Joe and the great Rick Reagan are down there on a Tron preview. Uh, and then after that, we're taking you over for a DDP in-depth of Tony's uh, and Town Square. We'll take you inside the restaurant, and the guys will let you know their experience as they had at Tony's uh, this past trip. I will tell you, we did have a little bit of audio issue at the first of the show, so I'm taking you directly into uh, their Tron preview. You're going to miss a little bit of their intros and a little bit of audio issues for about the first 35, 40 seconds, but it clears up. Beautiful audio after that. Hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you've had an amazing week. After that, make sure to stick around for the patron portion of the show. Uh, Dan and myself will be talking about what we would do inside Walt Disney World if we only had one day, how we would handle that day. So make sure to stick around and enjoy that. If you're not a member of the patron family yet, make sure to click that link right below for as little as $2 a month you become a part of the patron family. So get ready to join the guys in the grid for a Tron preview and then head over to Tony's to have dinner with the guys sending to Orlando in three, two, one. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that was all started by a mouse. we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. There's a touch of madness around here. Just so you guys know, for you guys that are on the Facebook page, and I don't know why you're not, uh, Joe, Rick, and I got to do our Tron preview today. Uh, it was very cool. Uh, we were uh, blessed to come down here and do that. Uh, Rick called me up and says, hey, listen, I got a cast member preview coming up, and uh, I want you to come down and enjoy this with us. And we got to see Tron today. Um, but we got some other Disney stuff going on throughout the day, and we're going to talk about that a little bit as the day goes on. We're not going to do, I'll tell you right now, we're not going to do any Tron spoilers today because um, obviously it's so new and people haven't really gone on it. We really haven't even spoiled anything with Guardians yet. You know, we've been trying to keep that kind of under wraps, and, uh, you know, because a lot of people are starting to experience that with their summer vacations. So uh, we're going to give us, a, you know, a small little review of Tron, but nothing that's going to give it away to anybody who hasn't written it yet, because obviously only a very few people have, and uh, luckily we were. But, you know, we started off the day, I had to work yesterday, and I told Rick I was going to come down as soon as I got out of work. So uh, I got a few hours of sleep, so if, if I'm a little uh, slap happy tonight, that's because <laughs> I'm working on about uh, two hours of sleep. But, uh, but uh, you know, I love doing this stuff. I love hanging out with these guys. So um, a little being a little bit tired and kind of pushing on is worth it. Uh, I tell you, I picked up Joe this morning in in, uh, in Daytona. We came down here and we got to hang out with the, the Reagan family a little bit. I got a tour of the new house, which was great. Uh, you know, we did something today. We went to the parks and uh, we had a little bit of a, I would say, a funny glitch with uh, with ordering the uh, the food today. Use the mobile ordering. Usually, it's never a bit of a problem, but today it just happened to be a, a, a whole cast of errors. Uh, mine wasn't working right. Rick's order never came, so it doesn't really happen that often. But um, but yeah, it was kind of weird that the mobile ordering kind of uh, messed up a little bit. Uh, Rick, you don't usually have those kind of issues with your mobile ordering, right? I really don't. I, I love the mobile ordering. I've used it before it was actually a thing, before everybody knew about it. It's nice that family can sit down at a table, we can figure out what we want to eat, and then go order. So I ordered my food. Actually, I ordered my, I ordered my food first, then I ordered Mike's, put the orders through. Mike's and Joe's came. Mine never showed up. 
Yeah, a little, little little Disney IT problem I think was going on there. For some reason, mine Shutter. wouldn't go through. And, yeah, exactly. For some reason, mine wouldn't go through, and uh, and then Rick's did, and then his food never showed up. So, you know, there's that. But uh, we got to do some rides today. One of the things we got to do today that was a long time coming, it was actually, besides doing Tron today, it was one of my favorite things. We got to ride the train again. Um, it's been a long time coming, uh, obviously, with the Tron construction going on and COVID and all the closures, uh, the new construction of the of the, uh, the train tunnel, you know, under Tron there. Um, it's it's been down for quite a while, so uh, I know you know the three of us got to ride the train. Joe, what do you think about going back on the train today? Yeah, when we were uh, we first rode the uh, the TT uh, TTA people mover today, and uh, when we got off of that, we were like, we need to ride the train. It's been a really long time since we rode the railroad, and uh, so we kind of figured out the best way to go. We picked it up in Storybook, Storybook Circus slash Fantasyland, and uh, it was good just to get. Back on the train to, it felt, first of all, it felt like the, the train cars were all like redone. I don't know. Everything seemed shiny and new. and uh, But it was great just to take a nice, relaxing ride around the park and just kind of chill out. And it's something we haven't done in like four or five years. I mean, Mike, I think it's been longer for you. I mean, you said it was it was longer than, you know, that you even wrote it, you know. So, um, man, I can't even talk to you. I'm exhausted. But <laughs> <laughs> it was it's been a long day, guys. But uh, but it was good just to uh, relax. And we, like I said, we didn't kill ourselves in the park today. But that was one of the things. We we did a lot of things today, a lot of firsts, I would say that. A lot of things we've been done in a while. And I guess we'll get to more of that a little bit. But it was definitely fun uh hit up the uh, Walt Disney World Railroad today, that's for sure. Rick, how would you feel about going on the train again? Oh, man, I've missed that so much. I've been you know working at the lodge and working at the fort. I've been able to hear that train since before they actually let people on it. So since I started doing the test runs, I could hear that whistle from like miles away. And it just made me want to go on it more and more every time I heard it. So to be able to, my family has done it without me. So for me to be able to finally go on it today, it was fantastic. I really, really was, was looking forward to that. Yeah, one of the weird things today was me. I, you know, I've never really done a solo trip or I've never done anything like that. So I even text my girls as I was walking down Main Street today. It was kind of weird not doing it with them. It's almost, I almost feel like I always do that with them at some time or another. You know, each trip, not having them here was kind of odd. So, uh, you know, the, kind of a first to me, too, kind of going without them. I mean, I know it seems weird all the times that I come. And, you know, I've probably walked down Main Street a million times by myself. But just not having them here on the trip was definitely weird as well, too. Um, you know, I think I, I kind of got really, I don't want to say choked up, but I really knew I wanted to do the train when we came actually came in through the gates today and i saw it in the you know the main street station there and i says you know i can't wait to go on that later today um, i'm so happy to see it running again and uh you know as soon as i said you know people movers one of those rides you almost got to kind of have to do it wasn't that much of a wait and when i saw that we could get on the train that was something we definitely hopped on um you know th- that was that was good we waited a long time for buzz lightyear today um and and um I, i've learned some things in buzz lightyear i didn't know and, and i'm sure i'm gonna get made fun of for this but i didn't know you could hold the button down the entire time <laughs> I thought you had to pull the trigger each time, but you know you learn something every day. Uh, Joe managed to knock out the nine 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 on one of the um, on one of them. He actually rode the car by himself, and you didn't do so well on the other on the other stick, Joe. Well, we got to the end, and I only had a small amount of time to uh, to pick up another sixty thousand points. But if I'm staying correct, I was the only one who got all triple nines or whatever it you is and maxed out. So that was good, but. I- I don't know if Dave is going to listen to this episode or not, but I think he'd be very disappointed because Dave gave us all of those pointers in his episode like six months ago about Buzz Lightyear uh, and all the tips and tricks on it. So, uh, But you'll know for next time, Mike. But um, it was definitely a good time. We definitely waited a really long time on the standby line. And, Mike, you brought up a really good point. I think definitely with the closure of Splash Mountain, we definitely saw a lot of attractions that had longer than usual wait times for a Wednesday in the middle of the week. I mean, we saw Pirates at over 60-plus 
minutes. A buzz today was at 50 plus minutes. Um, I mean, space was at 45, 50 minutes, which is that's about normal for that. But we definitely saw with the with splash being down and being renovated now uh, for Tiana, like there was definitely a shift in crowds. Uh, that was painful today, but it, but it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad uh, I'm glad we got to do it. Yeah, there's quite a few other things I would like to have gotten done today, but obviously with the way, I guess, you know, the way the park was so crowded today, um, you know, it definitely felt like one of those, you know, big summer days where, you know, the the, the parks were almost at, oh, not at a capacity, but it was just at that. You know, when you see, you know, Pirates isn't usually that long of a wait. When the line's all the way outside into the stroller area, and it's kind of disappointing because, you know, I've walked on that ride so many times before. Um, you know, you kind of expect it with Haunted Mansion, and, you know, that's not, that's kind of a hot cue to weigh it in. But uh, and it was, the temperatures were definitely warm today, so, you know, waiting on an inside queue with something that's going to be good. Um, Rick, you, you're around the parks quite a bit. Have you seen it that busy lately since the closure of Splash? Uh, I have not been since the closure of Splash, but when that was open on a Wednesday, you know, right now in the middle of February, I, I mean, we're coming off a holiday weekend, so maybe that had something to do with it. But I really hadn't seen it like that, that many people like in one area. Like I said, not too many people over in Frontierland or they, they kind of migrated I think, over to Tomorrowland. Yeah, right. Um, you know, one of the other things that we got to do today, and like I said, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it at all, but we were able to go on Tron today. And, you know, we talked about how the Splash being closed down, obviously, it takes away a lot of people. But we got to go on Tron, and the queue for Tron is going to be huge. Uh, and it's pretty shaded. It's not like when they opened up, you know, Toy Story Land, and we were like, well, you know, where's the shade? Um, when, when you actually do wait online for this ride, you're going to be in a pretty nice covered area. Uh, I think even if it's raining a little bit, you're going to be able to, you know, if you're under the canopy portion over there, you're going to be able to stay dry. So I think it's going to be a good mix of almost being like inside on Space Mountain when you're waiting and, and kind of being out of the elements. Uh, air conditioned, just a small part of it, you know, when you, when, you go, when you go through the actual area. But I think a lot of the queue there is going to be outside, but a very large area. And it doesn't feel claustrophobic at all. Um, you know, there was quite a few of us for the preview there today, too. We waited on some of the switchbacks as you go in, and it wasn't that bad. Um, you know, first impression, walking up the, the new pathway up to the ride was very cool. Um, you know, I think everyone's going to be impressed. I think that uh, the overall look fits well with Space Mountain. I don't think it overbears Space Mountain. I think we've talked about it on the show before, like, you know, is it going to be, you know, is, is Space Mountain going to look like a little kiddie ride compared to this? You know, that's been a real, you know, icon of the park. Are we going to have those issues with this being overbearing? And I think it complements it very nicely. I think that there's a nice balance between the two. What do you think of the actual structure of it, Joe? Well, I, I definitely think that Space Mountain is still the icon of Tomorrowland. I mean, you're right, Mike. It, the way they built Tron, it, it's outside the berm, quote unquote, outside the tracks. Um, so it's set back. So it, it's it's a huge area. I mean, when we were walking out, I made the comment to you. I made the comment to Rick. I'm like, look how big this area is. Look how big this queue area is. Um, so it doesn't overburden the area. It Space Mountain is still front and center when you walk into Tomorrowland. It's there. It's the icon of Tomorrowland. But it fits in nicely, and especially at night. And that's something we'll get into very briefly, not to spoil it. But the way it's lit up, it it's with the blues and 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 the white the white canopy. It just blends in perfectly with Space Mountain and everything in the essentially the new retro Tomorrowland, right? I mean, the Tomorrowland that opened up back in the seventies. So it fits in really well. It's it's just, it's it's done really well. I mean, just the aesthetics of it. it it's pretty cool. So. Uh, 
looks really good at night. I mean, we were even taking the boat back uh, over to Wilderness Lodge tonight, and you could see it in the distance. You see Space Mountain in all of her glory, and then you see Tron like right behind it, and it doesn't look like it's out of place. It looks like it belongs there. So uh, Imagineers did a really good job, I think, with kind of blending the two together, taking something built in 1975 and something finished in 2023. I mean, it's pretty cool how they did that. What was your first impression when you were walking up, Rick? What did you think of it? Uh, well, I haven't seen, seen it through all the construction. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see it finally, see that canopy finally finished and actual people walking in there, is, it's, pre- it's pretty awesome. And I totally agree. Like, it fits in there. Um, I agree, especially at night. I, I Working second shift, I get to see it a lot at night. So, you know, the fact that they light up pur- Space Mountain in purple and you got the blues and the whites and the purples on, on Tron, it, everything really kind of blends seamlessly in there. And I just can't wait till it's all done and we can see it all everybody enjoy it yeah exactly you know I, I i liked it a lot i liked walking up i liked the whole ambiance of that area it, you know it's uh, we were also saying that it's nice that we didn't lose a ride to gain a ride you know it was an area that they had kind of back there they utilized what they had so you know you're getting something plus and i think with the size of the queue and the, the amount of people you're going to be able to have going on this i think it's going to take a lot of the burden away in the rest of the park that are kind of getting stuck with the iconic rides like pirates and haunted mansion uh, you know with splash mountain being closed once the new splash mountain opens up and Tron is open up I think it's going to be really fantastic for the park I mean you're going to have a whole lot of people coming there to experience the new rides but I think it's going to be great that it'll kind of take the uh the the the, the stressor off of the other very popular, you know, must-do rides when you go there. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to, I'm glad when it opens up for the general public, like I said, to kind of give relief to the rest of the park. Um, I will say this. We got it to ride it a couple of times today. Riding it during the daytime and riding it during nighttime are two different experiences. And for me, my opinion, I would say if and when you have the opportunity to do it, nighttime riding is much better than riding during the daytime. Would you agree with me, Joe? No, I definitely would. I mean, obviously, when you're inside the building and you're going through the inner portion of it, it doesn't matter if it's you know daytime or nighttime, but everybody knows there's the launch portion. Everybody knows that there is the first part that we all see from the outside uh, in Tomorrowland. But it does make a difference. There is a difference, and we're not gonna we're not gonna spoil it. But when you're going up that first area after the launch, the first curve. Um, if it's at night, it definitely is a much cooler experience because you're taking in all of the LEDs, everything that is on the canopy. That's part of the design Imagineers put in with it. So it is definitely cooler at night. Um, obviously, you know, if you get the chance to ride it in the daytime first, don't pass it up. Definitely, you know, take advantage of that if you get a chance to ride because it's going to be extremely popular uh, for a really long time. But, uh, yeah, the nighttime is definitely um, – it's a difference. I mean, it's almost like if you ride test track at night, right? Everybody loves test track at night. And uh, this is obviously taking that even to uh, the higher level. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely much better experience uh, during the evening time. You agree, right, Rick? You liked it better at night? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah, yeah I, I figured that. I think that's going to be the general consensus. I think it's a great ride during the day, uh, but I think it's going to be much better at night. And I think, like I said, when you have that opportunity, uh, definitely do it at night. You know, when summertime comes, when peak vacations come, though, it doesn't get dark till very late, you know, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. So um, it's, it's going to be tough to get a lot of nighttime rides in that. But, you know, once the wintertime comes and you're there for, you know, a not-so-scary party or, you know, one of the Christmas parties, it'll be good to get on there and, uh, you know, enjoy that early night fall and, and you know, get the, take the ride in that way. Um, the one thing that I will say, obviously, everybody's been kind of looking online and they've been seeing what all the reviews are and what people have been kind of talking about and some of those sites we don't like. 
saying about the fitment of people and you know uh, people that are a little <laughs> on the, uh, the the plus side, you know, fitting in or not fitting in. Um, you know, listen, I'm five foot nine, two hundred and forty pounds. You guys have all seen my pictures a million times on Facebook. Uh, you know, I'm out. You know, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a small person by any means, and I'm not a you know super huge person by any means. But uh, I, at my height and weight, I fit in there fine. It was. Uh, I wouldn't say the most comfortable ride, but it was definitely uh, a smooth ride. And uh, with my stature, my size, and my you know my body type, I fit in there without issue. Um, I, I'm kind of glad that I was. I know there's another there's a there's a <laughs> car in the back that has a ride. If you I guess if you can, if you can't fit in the restraint system the proper way, it's kind of like a bigger car in the back. Um, we saw all of the cars had those, which is nice because some people weren't able to fit into the to the car ride. It's definitely a smaller fit than the avatar flight of passage i can say that for sure um and, I, and it's more of a like a unique design fit on how you sit in it yeah it's in a it's an aggressive stance which is pretty much what joe said is, is the way that you kind of kind of take that in um which kind of makes it a really cool ride so i don't know I, i'd almost like to try that back seat ride just to see what it feels like from riding back there um but i certainly love doing it up front and rick you you had no problem sitting in there right everything was good i was hoping you'd come to me next okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, being 6'2", 300 pounds, I, I I was comfortable. I mean, I've ridden bikes like that before, so it's not like – but, yeah, I, I was comfortable. I was afraid I wasn't going to fit after hearing all the reviews, and mm-hmm. I, I, it was just fine for me. And if I had to sit in the back seat, it's a regular seat with a lap bar. Right. So I, I think that would be fine too. But So a lot of people have seen me. I'm not a small fella. Right. I, I was okay in there. Yeah, yeah, it was good, and and um, and it, 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 like I said, it was moving pretty quickly for what it was. Now, listen, it was a cast member preview. Obviously, once the the, the peak crowds get in there, and you know the the lines still getting really really long, we'll see how quickly they move. But it was a very the cast members that were working there had it down pretty well. It they were getting efficient. people in and out. Yeah, yeah. They, they they knew what they were doing. It was kind of really weird how they, um, you know, how you have to kind of walk around the back of the car to get into the other side of the cycle. Kind of a unique loading process that I haven't seen in any other rides, which you guys will get used to um you know kind of doing that you never really walk across the back of a, of a car uh across the track to get on the other side you usually kind of hop over when you go in so you'll, you'll see what i mean like i said i don't want to spoil anything but um i don't want to talk too much on tron because i don't want to give away any of the cool secrets so I'm, i kind of want to just say that i'm really glad i did it i'm really glad we got to do it a few times got to do it during the day got to do it during the night by all means when you get a chance to do it do it i will say this like every park right now kind of has their iconic ride you know we, we got to see guardians open up in epcot we got to see rise open up in hollywood studios we got to see you know avatar you know the flight of passage in, in animal kingdom and now i think this is something that magic kingdom was desperately missing and i think they kind of checked off that box with getting a, a higher level thrill ride than what they normally have there you know um they haven't got anything really new there in a long time you know the Fantasyland expansion was great but i think this was this really checks the box on what needs to be done in magic kingdom and I think it opens up a whole new level of excitement when you go there. And like I said, we got to get that without giving something up, and I think that was fantastic. Uh, what did you feel about that? Did you see the same thing, Joe? No, I definitely do. I mean, it's, it, you hit the nail on the head where you said this is something that Magic Kingdom needed. The last real big addition was, you know, Seven Doors Mine Train. And, but this is taking it to another level. Um, you guys will see it. It, it. The length of the ride, the type of ride it is it fits perfectly in magic kingdom like this is not look this is not uh veloc coaster or anything over at universal this is it's not to that level but this is something that like it's gonna appeal to teenagers it's gonna appeal to young adults and even 
you know, older people like us three sitting here. I mean, it's, it's a really good all around attraction. It fits perfectly in Tomorrowland. And I said this when we were leaving the queue that I feel like this is the return of what Tomorrowland used to be when I was a kid. When I was a kid going there in the 80s and early 90s, like Tomorrowland was the place to be. Everybody was there with Space Mountain and and the the mission to Mars and and the Astro Jets on the uh, on top of uh, you know the People Mover like that was the place to be and it, today it felt like that excitement was back in Tomorrowland and uh, it's exciting just to see like that's the place to be now so um, yeah it's just it's a great ride it's a great attraction the one thing Mike I wanted to add is and if we could just touch up we touch on like the lockers and stuff real oh, quick cool yeah I wanted yeah. yeah so like this is a first for Disney obviously if, if any of you guys have gone down to you know Universal um, a lot of those rides utilize lockers the lockers here for Tron were actually super easy to use they're really easily organized a cast member will direct you to one of seven locations 100s to 700s and what you do is you use your magic band or you use your either your phone with the with the Bluetooth or uh, your pass holder card or your your day ticket card. And that's what opens the locker. And what you pretty much store in is if you have any kind of backpacks and kind of fanny packs, purses, hats, um, that kind of stuff. It goes in a locker. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, what you can store on the ride vehicle is there's a small compartment in front of you that you could fit probably a phone and maybe like maybe a sunglass case. Um, that's pretty much about it. Um, but yeah, and then what you do is you kind of you put it in a locker, and then when you exit on the way out, you kind of pick it up on the other side of the locker. Really cool house design. I they worked great. We had no problems opening and closing the locker. Just remember your number. Uh, that's one thing we kind of had a hard time doing that today. Uh, but really easy. Um, they did a good job with the lockers, Disney. Um, I think it's going to take uh, the general public a little bit getting trained on like you know doing this quickly and efficiently but um yeah i mean that that was a great thing but yeah you can keep your phone with you um there is enough storage space to to have it on the ride vehicle with you so that's that's good to know because you can keep in touch with your family or friends who may not be riding as well but uh i just want to bring that up so everybody knew um that you know you can at least have your phone with you on, on the attraction yeah rick you thought it went pretty seamless right using the locker system yeah i really liked it because if you look at the, the lockers at universal where you're putting it in one side and then you have to go back to that same, and it's all a jumbled kind of mess with everybody coming in, coming out, having them putting your stuff into one side. When you get off the ride, you pick it up on the other side. It was it's really really smooth. I thought that I was really impressed with that. Yeah, the one thing that wasn't opened yet, obviously, because we're still just doing the cast member preview, was the uh, gift shop. And we can kind of see when you get off the ride where it's going to be. Um, you know, the footprint is there. The the gates are still down. Um, they're going to have some pretty cool merchandise. They had some pretty cool camera shots, too. Um, they had some, you know, Disney fa uh, photo pass people out there. Uh, they had some really co good costume stuff there. Um, some of really light up neon stuff. So I think the um, the that's going to be a big hit, especially some of the kids want to dress up. Listen, if you haven't seen Tron yet, I'd recommend doing it you know I, I believe they're on disney plus they should definitely be on disney plus um watch them get into them kind of you know embrace what the story is about you'll enjoy the ride i think a little bit more um but I, i'm looking forward to seeing the merchandise store open as well too i'm sure they're gonna have some pretty cool stuff in there um but the, you know the meat and potatoes what we kind of really wanted to talk about tonight because i really didn't want to spoil tron for anybody um you know joe and i are we're, we're good sports and uh you know we're, we've been planning this for a while and rick says hey where do you want to go for dinner and uh you know we kind of popped around 
a few ideas. And I said, you know what? Let's try Tony's tonight because I've given it a bad rap for many, many years. I've eaten there, you know, a couple of times in my early Disney years. And I've said, you know, this place is, is not good. I don't like it. Um, you know, it's it's not it's it's just cheap Italian food. It's not even I wouldn't even call it Italian food. So, you know, the, the two uh, the two Italians from up north decided we're going to give this another shot. And, you know, Rick was great, made the reservation for us. And uh, we said, Let, let's just let's I'll give it its fair shake because I know it's been through a lot of different, uh, you know, chefs in the future and some menu changes. So we said, you know what? Everybody deserves a second chance, right? So we went there and um, we, and I went with a complete open mind. I went there with no idea that I was I, I was doing this for my first time. I've never eaten at Tony's before. I'm not going there with any back evidence of, you know, not liking the place. So we figured, let's just give it a shot. So, uh, Joe, we, what did we start off? We start off with the garlic bread and the mozzarella sticks. Yeah, so first of all, we found a cast member, and she was actually from New Jersey. So I figured it was a great place to start. Uh, and I said, you know, what do you recommend? And she says, I definitely recommend the, the garlic bread. you got to have the garlic bread for the table. So we started with the garlic bread, and, and Rick uh, also ordered the uh, the mozzarella sticks, which were quite interesting. They were ver- two very long. They looked like foot-long hot dog mozzarella sticks. Uh, but we, I would say, so the garlic bread came out, and uh, it came out with a side of, like, it was almost like an Alfredo, like a cream sauce. And we were kind of like, what is this? We're like, okay, let's give it a shot. And I would have to actually say I was very pleasantly surprised with the garlic bread. It was actually pretty good. Um, I, you know, the, the sauce was good too. I, I I was pleasantly surprised. Again, Mike, I, I, I went into this with an open mind. We were kind of looking forward to this all day. We were scouting the menu out, what we were going to have. And so far, when the mozzarella sticks and the garlic bread came out, it was we were pleasantly surprised. Like, okay, we're off to a good start here. So, Rick, uh, what did you think about the – you ordered the mozzarella sticks. Give us your review of that. They were very long. They were the weirdest-looking long mozzarella sticks I've ever seen. But they were very tasty. Had a little marinara sauce with them that was a little, had a little spice to it. And I, I, I mean, you really can't screw up mozzarella sticks, right? Like, right. Yeah. So. It, it's fried cheese. I mean, listen, if if, if if that comes out bad, then you just you know leave. ask for the check just and forget leave. about the rest. Yeah, because that's something that, you know if they mess that up, that's not good. So, um, and you know, we all wanted to get the chicken parm tonight because it kind of looked like it was the best going to do. But I wanted to give it a fair shake. So Joe ordered a what you ordered? You ordered, you ordered a chicken. I ordered the uh, oracate and the. A house-made sausage, uh, broccoli rabe, and uh, and uh, a little olive oil. Uh, and, yeah, and I wound up getting the chicken parmesan. I said, let, "Let's said Joe, let's get those two dishes. This way we can separate them. You have a little bit, I have a little bit, so we give this a fair shake. This way you're not eating the same thing. I'm not eating the same thing, and we can kind of you know kind of go by that. And I tell you, I, I had a, I was, I was very, my the expectations were set good because the garlic bread was good. I liked it. You know, it was uh, the, the cream sauce was surprising. Uh, never really, I usually do when we do a garlic bread, or you know, when you go to a restaurant, it's usually like an olive oil or a, you know, like a, something you dip it in a balsamic. You never really dip it into a like a like an Alfredo cheese sauce. So I said, you know what, I'll give it a shot, and it wasn't that bad. So I had high hopes for my dinner. Uh, I ordered the chicken parm, and I took the first bite of chicken parm, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't wasn't bad at all. The chicken was cooked really really well because um, you know when you sometimes when you do this mass cooking of chicken you can kind of overdo it become chewy become stringy and, and it was cooked right which was good uh, Joe and I, I had Joe's sausage and Joe's sausage had a spice to it and it was you know the, the pasta was good you, you know the pasta was cooked right where it should be but then I had the side order of pa- the side of pasta that comes with the chicken parmesan and you know Joe thought the chicken was good right you like the chicken parm yeah so I mean I my 
cut off a little piece of, of his meal and I, I gave him some of my, you know, we, we split it. We were sharing it. And I tried a piece of the chicken parm and I, and I said, Mike, that's, that's pretty good. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. It's got good flavor. The sauce tasted really nice. You know, and that was one of the biggest complaints about Tony's was, you know, the sauce usually tastes like, you know, metal can or whatever. It wasn't any good. <laughs> so I got to laugh. I got to tell us. I look at, so I said, Mike's pretty good. He goes, he goes, try some of the pasta. So I take some of the pasta and I'm, I'm laughing as I'm talking about this. And I was just like, oh, no, we were doing so well. <laughs> and um, we, so I try the pasta. And the, the pasta itself was like a bow tie kind of pasta. It was, it was cooked right. It was like, wasn't too al dente. It wasn't overdone. But the sauce tasted like I went back for a second. And I, and I wanted to get make sure I got my um, my my fair share also I want to make sure i got my description prop you know proper but it tasted almost like you had this on an airplane this was airplane food and it the sauce is very bland and mike hit the nail on the head i think they used a different sauce for the chicken parm than they used for the actual pasta so like if you would have used the sauce for the chicken parm it would have actually been a really good dish i don't know why they did that but they did so they were doing really well and then we hit the roadblock so i actually enjoyed my meal my meal was actually really good the sausage was great. Uh, you know, the orecate was was cooked properly. It was supposed to be broccoli robin. It there ended up being asparagus in it, but that's okay. It still it worked. <laughs> it still worked out. But uh, but I was dis- I was disappointed in the pasta and the sauce. That's where it fell short. Um, but it but it wasn't like it was inedible, Mike. Right? It wasn't like it was like oh my god, I'm gonna get sick. But it we were doing so well. Well, I know you didn't eat it. But, I mean, listen, I, I guess I eat bland food. It was bland, you know, but it was um, for the, like Rick said, for the price point, right, Rick? It was it was $29, maybe a little bit high. It, bucks. it was 30 bucks. It was 30 bucks, yeah, but uh, it's probably more of like a $19 dish, maybe less. I don't know, but um, we were doing so well, and then we hit the roadblock. So, but not, it wasn't crazy bad, but it wasn't good. So. My favorite part of the meal was watching you guys feed each other. That was my favorite part. Well, Rick was trying to bait us to try and just the lady in the tramp reenactment, and I says I wouldn't probably wouldn't do wouldn't do that with my wife because that would be kind of gross doing that in a restaurant. But uh, yeah, that wasn't happening. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm glad I didn't get a mostly pasta dish because if they used that sauce, I would have been uh, you know hitting a you know quick serve and a way out. Um, you know the chicken the chicken the chicken piece was pretty you know a nice sized piece of chicken, uh, but it was a lot of pasta in the dish. You know they wanted you to eat on the pasta, and I just couldn't do it. I, I tried I tried a couple of times. I even put some extra grated cheese on it, and um, just wasn't doing it for me. It was uh, it had no flavor. It had a very metal flavor, metal metallic flavor to it. Um, you know, and I don't understand because Disney does. So many other good, you know, red sauces on property. We were saying like Enzo's does so much of a, you know, so much of a better red sauce. Like, like why can't you guys just get your, you know, your stuff straight and use something from somewhere else that's so good? Um, I don't know. I, I could tell you this for sure. Uh, we did it. We said we'll even get it since last fair shake. We did a cannoli afterwards, right, Joe? And it was a coffee cannoli. And, and I didn't read the menu. I just thought it was a cannoli, you know, regular cannoli cream. And it was a coffee flavored cannoli, which um, had a nice flavor to it. It wasn't bad. The shell was good. Um, so I, I would say overall, Joe, because we were talking about whether we would go back here. First of all, I would never go back there again. Um, I, I, I wouldn't go back there again. I, listen, I, I was I was burned by it before. I gave him another chance, and he disappointed. So I, I just think it, it was Disney food. It was it wasn't like you're at Epcot in in one of the countries uh, eating. It, I just think it was Disney food. It Joe was like said it was like air, it was airplane food. It was <laughs> Disney <laughs> airline. Food. It, it was it was the, it was the Delta Express packet of uh, pasta sauce. It was not uh, it was not good sauce. Well, 
Well, I would say this. It's been probably six years since I've been to Tony's, so maybe in six years we'll we'll recircle back and try it again. Because I will say this, and I said this at the table, this was probably the best part of the night. I mean, I, I loved riding in Toronto. It was awesome. But I think we just had such a good time, like, eating at this mess of a place. You know? Because honestly, though, know, the cast members were great. We had a fantastic server. Yeah. She was super nice. Um, but, you know, it's... It's just, it's got that reputation. It's gotten better, but it's not something that, look, it's not something I would bring my family. Oh, Mike's giving me a look right now. Okay. <laughs> it's gotten, it was, listen, when I went back in 2016, it was bad. All right. It was really bad. It's gotten better. Is, is somebody, is it, a, is it a place I would eat during a run Disney weekend? No. I would rather eat at the food court at uh, Art of Animation or Pop Century, right? Yeah. Um, there's definitely, if they took the sauce from there, I mean, it would be better off. But I just don't understand what they're doing in the Magic Kingdom food and bev. But um, I don't know. It was, but it was fun. We had a good time tonight. We gave it a legitimate. We, we forgot you. We forgot the most important thing: the lapu lapu. Oh, we got to talk about the lapu lapus. All right. Well, let's let's close up Tony's here. So, but I hope Mike, you would come back in six years. We'll go back again. All right. Put put it on the calendar. Oh, maybe eight years. Okay, we're gonna go back in eight years. But I say we do that. But let's talk about the lapu lapu because before we went back. We went to the Polynesian and got some Lapu-Lapus. So do you want me to talk about that or do you want to? All right. So we went and uh, Mike treated us to Lapu-Lapus. You'd never had one before. Right? No, I, it's been a while since I've a had one. Time. But it was a long time. But um, we sat down. We had the Lapu-Lapus. And it, it was a fantastic drink. Everybody knows them. Everybody loves them. But for some reason, we, we hadn't eaten. And I was hungry. And we ended up getting silverware, and we're sitting in the middle of the Polynesian lobby upstairs by the monorail, and we're eating the pineapple out of the Lapu-Lapu, uh, or out of the Lapu-Lapu drink, and made a mess everywhere. But it was pretty good. We got some looks, um, but it's for $19. It is a drink that an adult can enjoy, and you can also share the fruit with your kids, and they can have a healthy snack at the same time. So. That was a game changer. I have had a lot of Lapu-Lapus and never cored out more of the inside. I mean, that was it. That's going to happen every time now. Yeah, and the plastic silver does the job. It I mean, was, it, it was, it was, it was plenty. Fun. And, and that, that, uh, that was Aaron White's uh, suggestion. Go get yeah, shout out silver. to him because um, <laughs> he, he definitely put us in the right direction to get the silverware. But for some reason, we were hungry, wanted a snack, and you're looking at this beautiful it's pineapple. Perfect. I'm like, why are we not eating the pineapple here? Like, at the same time, we, we went through the drink. Game changer. It was good. So that was a lot of fun. So uh, that was before we picked up the wristbands. Uh, to head back over to Tron, but yeah, it was a crazy night. A lot of a lot of firsts for a lot of uh, a lot of things tonight. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't know, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoyed having the Lapu Lapu. It was really nice seeing Aaron again. You know, um, it, it's it's few and far between when you can stop by the you know the resort. Sometimes you know when you get busy on your vacations. And I said, you know, there's no way I can go to the Poly and not see if Aaron's there. Uh, Aaron's been you know a, a friend of this family for a very long time. He's been a good friend of ours. And uh, I says, you know, if I got to go by Polly, I got to make sure he's there. If he, you know if he is, I got to at least stop uh, stop and say hi. So you know, Aaron's doing a fantastic job at food and beverage over Polly. I think maybe we should put him in charge of food and beverage over <laughs> Magic Kingdom. Um, he'll definitely do a lot better than what they're doing there. Um, you know, thumbs up to Aaron because the the food and beverage at Polly is you know is amazing. Uh, so you know, keep up the good work there. And uh, I got a job for you at Magic Kingdom. So take care of Tony's for me. I'll, uh, this way, I can say I know a guy that fixed this place because uh, they they need the help. They need the help. The only bad thing was it, it's we were uh, I think we're all for five now with uh, Rick Reagan going to um, <laughs> going to uh, Trader Sam's because they literally opened up and I don't think they'll anybody in and like hey, it's four hour wait. It's, you just opened. How is it a four 
hour wait. So, um, so yeah, I think Rick's 0 for 5 now for Trader Sam, so uh, at least with us. So, uh, so unfortunately, we didn't have to do that. But we were able to have some Lapu Lapu's, enjoyed some of the Tambu Lounge, got to see our good friend Aaron. And uh, so overall, it was good in that day. You know, the, the one thing we, we did do a lot of, you know, we were doing Tron. We took a lot of pictures. We took pictures of our Lapu Lapu's, took pictures of us on the boat. We took pictures. And, you know, we did. We posted them on our Facebook page because we have an amazing DDP Facebook page. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that's Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. All right, guys, you know how much I love Picks of the Week. And, of course, with our very special guest this week, I'm going to go to Rick for his first Pick of the Week. Rick, you got a Pick of the Week for me? Oh, I sure do. I think I stole this one from Joe. But my Pick of the Week is going to Bridget Williamson. And her uh, pick of her first great first day of their adults only trip. If anything, if you guys know anything about Corey and I, we take a ton of trips without our kids because they don't deserve it sometimes. <laughs> so we, we like to do that. And I think adult trips are important. If you if you haven't done an adult only trip without your kids, or it's very important to do. So I always I always think the adult only picks are just awesome because you look like a couple of kids when you're <laughs> when you're on Guardians there. So yeah, awesome, awesome pick of the week. Very cool. Uh, Joe, what's your pick of the week? So my pick, my, oh my goodness, my pick of the week goes, it's been a long day today, guys. <laughs> my pick of the week goes to uh, Christina McSheffrey, and uh, she posted a few days ago that it was uh, Vivian's ninth birthday, and uh, she says, today is Vivian's ninth birthday, and crazy hat day at school, and it's she has a... Uh, conductor ears on from uh, uh mickey and minnie's runaway railway and it kind of reminded me of us riding the railroad today and i was like oh it's kind of uh, appropriate so happy birthday vivian and for that christina gets my pick of the week very cool great pick happy birthday to you uh my pick of the week is going to go to sean gleitzer and he is in nasa bahamas and he is out on the disney wish he's been uh spamming us with some great pictures he's been posting from the bahamas and lots of good stuff so sean you have a lot of my picks of the week all right, guys, we love doing our picks of the week. And, you know, join our Facebook page. If you're not on there, go to DDP page, go to DDP family. Uh, the both of us, all three of us tonight are extremely tired. We had a very long day in the Magic Kingdom. I don't know how Dave does it. Uh, I, I have a whole new respect for his level of being in the parks all day and coming home and recording with us. I and mean, he literally is ripping off that plaid vest and sitting down and, and doing a show with us. I guess he's just used to it, but um, he gets a lot more sleep than I do sometimes. So I, I'm working on about four hours of sleep. But, uh, but yeah, I, I had a great time today i once again i want to thank my fantastic host for you know taking me out uh you know so much rick thank you um from the bottom of my heart from the bottom of my family's heart thank you for being such a good friend to us um i'm glad i got to spend the night with you guys tonight and uh rick why don't you give me some closing words oh my i forgot about this part (laughs) yeah it's it's awesome that i'm able to um do this too for a couple great guys who are who mean a lot to me and I mean, a lot of these guys are always on the top of my list if I get something special to do. So it's just it's a blessing for me to have this whole podcast family as part of my family's life. And and uh, I don't know where we'd be without you guys. So thank you guys. Very cool. Yeah, again, Rick, uh, thank you so much for, uh, you know, reaching out and, you know, inviting us to uh, this. It's pretty cool. Not everybody gets this uh, 
opportunity to do this and uh, to do this with, with friends and friends and family. It's been a, it's been, it's been a great day. It's so, so many memories made today, right? Just like a lot of laughs, a lot of good times. Uh, it was a beautiful day in the magic kingdom. So, I mean, we're so lucky to be able to do this and, uh, yeah, just, uh, I don't know how Dave does it either, man. Mikey, but I can't even talk tonight. So, uh, with that, I'm going to close out. This was a great day. Rick, thank you so much. And Patreon standby. You guys are up next. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. I think Justin and uh, Dave are going to be doing the Patreon show later uh, that you're going to get to for all of our Patreon members. Uh, if you're not a Patreon member, then you know you can follow the link in the bottom and join for as little as $2 a month. Um, we have some great shows over there, and uh, they're going to pick it up for us today because we are absolutely exhausted. And I just want to say thanks to Rick again and his family for you know being great hosts to us and just being you know great overall you know friends of our family and just being our family. Um, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And um, I listen, I had a great day. And when you look at your Disney checklist and things you've done, it's pretty cool to say you've done something before somebody else did. And uh, he gave me that opportunity today, and it was very cool. So I appreciate that. And uh, until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, guys. Goodbye. See you, guys. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.